Hey, good people, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. On today's show, of course, I got to wear the shirt. I got the sweatshirt on because my boy Spice Adams is going to join me in the Hang On Ron Johnson segment. So you do not want to miss this. We actually pulled on the heartstrings a little bit and, and got serious for a minute with Spice. But ESPN did a three-year outlook, three-year outlook for NFL teams. And the Vikings, the Vikings are below the Bears, the Packers, and the Lions? We'll talk about that next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, everybody, I'm Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. I want everybody to know this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just visit fanduel.com backslash locked on to make every moment more. And there are some great ones. There's some great early. If you're looking for some early, early parlays, I kind of looked it up today. Odds on favorites to win the Super Bowl. Come on now, who do you think? The Kansas City Chiefs. You got the Philadelphia Eagles. You got the Buffalo Bills. But for you Vikings fans, if you want to put some good money down, you might as well do it now because the Minnesota Vikings are getting plus 4,000 right now. Plus 4,000 is around the odds for the Vikings to win the Super Bowl. So their opening odds and the current odds are the same for them. But you know what? The Lions odds are getting better. The Chargers odds are getting better. The Seahawks opened up at 6,600, and now they're down to 3,000. So they think the Eagles have a good – or Seahawks have a chance to win the Super Bowl now. So, hey, check out FanDuel.com backslash locked on. I know the odds are going to change, people, so don't don't quote me on those odds because they change every day because whatever you bet, the odds makers keep moving that line. But right now, the Vikings, you might want to put some money down on the Vikings because who knows? If you put down 20 bucks. Multiply that by 4,000, and now you got a good payout. So as I bring my producer to the show, though, Sam Extra, I want to get started in this because, Sam, three-year outlook of NFL teams. And when I first heard it, Sam, and, and you kind of told me, get, kind of give me a preface. Like, who voted on this? Who came up with this? Where, where is this from? Yeah, so ESPN, another ranking. They've kind of been giving us a new ranking every day here in July, but – they pooled their panel of experts, Dan mm-hmm. Graziano, Lewis Riddick, and Seth Walder, to rate each team's quarterback situation, remaining roster, drafting, capital, and ability, front office, and coaching. And they gave scales uh, basically zero through 100 mm-hmm. and came up with a final number to rank the team's three-year outlook. So there you go. You looked at the list. I looked at the list. And I could tell by your cold open, Ron, you're a little fired up. Yeah, I mean, so this is the thing. The top five, I kind of understand. The only one in the top five I didn't understand, but I guess uh, maybe they're putting a lot of power into OBJ because you got the Eagles at one, you got the Chiefs at two, you got the Bengals at three, you got the Ravens at four. Now, this is a three-year outlook. The Ravens are almost a 90. Their only reason for concern is last year's future 
or sorry, last year's future power rankings. Uh, worried about the 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 Ravens. Uh, philosophical approach, uh, their offensive personnel going forward under OC Greg Roman. But then you add in OBJ, maybe he locks on and he gets it going. Uh, you, you look at Zay Flowers, a first-round draft pick. Lamar Jackson is going to be there for a while. Uh, Roquan Smith, who the Ravens signed to an extension. We know how good he was with the Bears. So maybe this is why they're saying. They also put the Buffalo Bills up there, tied with the Ravens for fourth. Uh, and so the Buffalo Bills, I understand that one, but who knows if they're going to have Stephon Diggs or not. But then we get into the NFC North. Let's go on the NFC North. First of all, the Lions are 11. The Lions are the number one team over the next three years in the NFC. Now, NFC North. Now, if you were to tell me the Vikings were 12 or 13, I'd say, I totally get this. The Lions have a really young core. They've drafted well the last couple of years. They have a ton of first-round picks. But then you go down to their reason for concern, uh, the pass rush to take down the real heavyweights on a consistent basis. He has Aiden Hutchinson, nine and a half sacks as a rookie. Uh, they did uh, linebacker James Houston was spectacular with eight sacks in seven games, blah, blah, blah. But then they're saying, stat to know, the offensive EPA, blah, blah, is a testament to their, uh, their offensive coordinator, uh, Ben Johnson. Now, but Jared Goff, it says despite the efficiency of Jared Goff. How can you say despite? despite the quarterback, we're going to say you're going to be 11. Like, what? It's all about the quarterback. That's why Mahomes and the Eagles uh, with Jalen Hurts and the Chiefs, they're up there. That's why the Bengals are up there. That's why Josh Allen's up there. And that's why Lamar Jackson's up there in, t- in the top five. So you can't say despite the quarterback. That's dumb. You just really want to love the Lions right now. Everybody wants to love the Lions right now for some reason. Vegas has the Lions as, as, the, as winning the NFC North as well right now. So I get it. You got the Dolphins at 12. You jump down to the Chargers. And you got at 14, I should say this should be the Vikings at 14. Vikings should be 14. No, it's the Packers with a picture of Jordan Love. Now, if that's not like complete irony, you got them ranked 14th with an 81.3 overall score, but then you show a picture of Jordan Love. Reasons for concern should be Jordan Love. It is. So then why are we putting them up there this high? will be making his second career start with 83 career passes. I really like the talent that the front office has assembled, though. What? Aaron Rodgers left because of the front office's moves. Like, what are we talking about right now? But we just really want to love, I guess, the Packers a little bit. Now, should be the Vikings next, right? Mm, No. Chicago Bears at 21. 76.9. I'm not going to even go into theirs. And then you got the Minnesota Vikings at 23 with a 75.8. Now I do get it. This roster's old. There's a lot of holes. But Brian Flores says, I can take a bunch of pieces and make this defense great. He did it with the Dolphins. Uh, Kevin O'Connell's in his second year. I don't feel like he's going to regress as a coach. I don't feel like Kirk Cousins is going to regress as a quarterback. And Justin Jefferson, damn sure, is not going to regress as a receiver. So when I think about what this team could be in three years. Cause we're, we're saying like, we're putting no uh, credit into what Quasey can do the next three years. And that's the only reason why I don't like this. Cause none of this like stat to know uh, the Vikings uh, took a one year bet on edge rusher, Marcus Davenport and free agency, blah, blah. The Minnesota Vikings betting on the former saint to get them back to the 2021 form, uh, blah, blah. So that's the stat to know for them. Uh, the reason for concern their defense has to get straightened out. Duh, they add Brian Flores. Uh, the unit was at the bottom. Minnesota cannot continue on that path and expect to maintain that kind of one-score gain success that they had in 2022. 
Here we go again with this one game score, one score game success. That's the reason for concern. Like that's your reason. They're 13 and four, and that's your reason. They have Justin Jefferson, and they're not going to let him go. So it also says new defensive coordinator Brian uh, Flores should be a big boost too. That's the reasons for hope. So in one breath, it's a reason for hope, Dan Graziano. But then in another breath, well, it's Marcus Davenport. Let's see what Brian Flores can get out of him. Lewis Riddick. Come on, man. Like, y'all are all over the board with this. Like, I don't, I don't, I understand the grade, but if that's their grade, then the Packers and the Bears should be below them. Lions, they are an anomaly. They might end up being really good going back to like the playoff days of the of the of the Lions, which wasn't a lot, but maybe they run off maybe a playoff or two. So the Lions, I get the way they ended the season, the way Dan Campbell has them going. I get that. But the fact that the Bears and the Packers. Bears and Packers should not be ahead of the Vikings the next three years. But Lions, I understand that one. I don't know. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, so I'm looking a little more closely at at the Vikings here, and they do break down how they graded each category. So they've got roster. Minus the quarterback. Minus quarterback. Yep. 24th. I I get that. Um, They've got a couple great players, but it's not a deep roster. Mm -hmm. I, I get it. Actually, I do. Quarterback, but quarterback, seventeen, seventeen. I mean, we're yeah. t- we've been doing Cousins rankings all summer. That's the lowest I've ever seen. Right. Cousins at seventeen. Wow. Uh, coaching, twenty first. I mean, if you're going twenty first for after what Kevin O'Connell did last year and adding Brian Flores, right. it, are they just knocking it because he's young and new and he hasn't you know done it for a long time? If you do Must that, be. then you can knock a whole bunch of coaching staffs. Um, and then draft. I, I guess I get it. Twenty fifth. They don't have you know a, a, as many draft picks as the Lions and Bears and Packers, who have all made big trades. Ron, like that, they've all made huge trades in recent years to get a bunch of draft picks and get a bunch of young talent. So in that sense, they are ahead of the Vikings in the draft. Um, and front office, that seems very seems very arbitrary. But twenty second, uh, I guess, because Quasi hasn't done it very long. We don't really know if he's a great drafter yet. We don't know if his moves will all work out. So a couple sure. of those are very random. A couple of those are kind of questionable. Um, uh, so I think they're, they got the short end of the stick here by, I, I think about five spots. I think they got to be in the teens um, based on this criteria. Yeah. I mean, so they got the, the bears roster. This is what I don't get. The bears roster is 27th, but then the quarterback is 11th. So what, what are y'all talking about right now? Like, what are we doing? What what are we actually doing? 11. The fact that the yeah eleven, how how is Justin Fields eleven? Like what what are we doing? You got the quarterback for the Packers though, twenty fifth. Kirk Cousins was what seventeenth seventeen. You got him as twenty fifth. You got their roster at eighteenth. Mine's the quarterback. They're eighteenth with the quarterback. He's the twenty fifth ranked quarterback. Their drive is four. So maybe there's a lot of stock they put in the draft, but again, should not be higher than the Vikings. Like those two for sure. When you look at the Lions, I kind of understand the way they went with them. Like, again, young roster. Uh, their dra- I thought their draft class was higher. They said the Packers draft class was a four and the Lions was a 12. So, again, I don't get that. They said Jared Goff is ranked 10th for quarterback. <laughs> and they said they're, they're on here. Yeah, they're, their roster is 14th. So, and they said Dan Campbell's 14th as well. Uh, their front office is nine. I get their front office because they have done some wizardly stuff with the draft and getting, you know, accumulating draft picks and first round picks uh, in particular. So I do understand that they've had a lot of first round picks, but they can't stop gambling. So who knows? Who knows? But Sam, you know, like, I don't think we're ever going to find the answer we like in this. 
we just have to let the next three years play out. So like, we're going to have to like put a pin in this and then put it in a time capsule. And then in 2027 or 2026, come back around and look at this and be like, man, the Vikings won a Super Bowl in 2025. Like ESPN had no idea what you're talking about, but you never know. Or they might suck. They might suck the next three years and ESPN was right. I don't know. But I just, I do know that these quarterback rankings, but golf at 10 and fields at 11 and Kirk cousins. What was he? 17. Like, Maybe Ron, if they're looking at a three-year span, they're saying to themselves, well, saying three, that Kirk won't three be there. years down the road, maybe we project Kirk to be a seventeenth rank. That make a little more sense. He might not even be with the Vikings at seventeen, so maybe they're saying that'll be JJ McCarthy from Michigan, who they're going to draft in the first round. Yeah. Uh, could be, but man, it's time to get over to my boy Spice Adams. We got Spice Adams joining us in the Hangover Ron Johnson segment. Looking forward to that. Remember, people, the Minnesota Football Party. You can check it out four days a week. Arif Hassan, Luke Inman, Luke Bryan, and Sam Ekstrom. I join it every once in a while as well on Thursdays. I jump in. I have a little fun with them. But we got a word from our sponsors as well before we jump into the hangover with Ron Johnson segment. Yeah, let's talk about FanDuel. The Open Championship starts tomorrow. I'm juiced for it, and I'm eyeing Cameron Smith to get back the Claret Jug. He's 22-1. to 1? As the defending champ, and he just won his last live tour event coming in here, you got to go Cam Smith at plus 2,200. You know what else you can bet at FanDuel? Baseball. You can bet all the baseball games, including the Minnesota Twins, who play the Mariners tonight, and you can get plus money on those Twins, plus 126 on the money line with Kent Maeda on the mound. And if you're a new customer, great promotion going on. Get 10 times your initial bet in bonus bets back up to $200. Bet 20 Get 200, whether you win or lose. That's the new promotion at FanDuel right now. It's a great, safe, secure, easy-to-use app, and you get paid instantly when you win. No better place to bet baseball than at FanDuel or the Open Championship if you're a golf nut like me. Uh, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's the website, FanDuel.com slash locked on. Check it out today. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Hey, everyone. Now it's time for the Hanging Around Johnson segment. And normally, you know, like we had Ryan Mundy, Pittsburgh Steelers defensive back. We had Ryan Clark, Pittsburgh Steelers defensive back. These Those guys are like friends, but like they're outside friends. Now it's time for me to bring one of my real friends in here. The hardest to get in touch with, by the way. Um, my real friends uh, are harder to get in touch with than my fake friends that I know through sports. Friends of the program know Spice. Uh, the world knows Spice. I've known Spice uh pretty much most of my life now at this point um and he's the reason why i had to go to minnesota because my grades weren't good enough to go. <laughs> hey ron <laughs> you know what interesting fact we've known each other for longer than we have it true true facts it's we met we were like fact. 13 13 14 uh and we are now i'm 30 what are you 43 no nah, you're don't old do this don't do you're this old. ron don't i'm 30 this. you're 43 so, except, except your fate, man. <laughs> so as I bring my boy Spice in, man, I'm bringing Spice in today because uh, it, it's it's a training camp situation going on right now around the world. We know that football is a week away. Some teams are reporting this week. Yeah. Like some teams are getting into football this week. So it's people, crazy. we've been waiting for this moment. Football is back. So of course yeah. I got to bring one of the, the biggest football guys. I know he is the biggest football guy I know because he's the biggest person I know. Um, and it's Spice Adam Spice. This time of year for training camp, man, what was going through your mind when you knew you had to report? Don't hurt myself. Like I, I was going hard, man, working out and I would go back to, to Penn State and run with the team. So I'm like, man, 
don't hurt yourself trying to hang with one of these young little 22 year olds man just keep a good pace you know what i'm saying and work your technique and stuff like that but i i, I never really wanted to go into camp hurt that would that would be the worst man so around this time i start taking heed to the stuff i was eating because you had to report at a certain weight yep and then our fine was it was 500 pounds 500 per pound per day so Ooh. if you came in 10 pounds overweight that's five grand Ooh. and if you ain't lose the weight by the next day that's an additional five grand so i was like yeah let me get myself together so what was your incoming weight was it just like a question mark like they didn't well, look they'd they be slick they'd be slick they try to ask you before camp even started they say hey you know what's the most comfortable weight that you can play in? just hypothetically what, what do you think it is you'd be like well you know i feel pretty good at 305 310 say oh okay i was just asking next thing you know your reporting weight is like 305 they always take the lesser one so your report weight is 305 you come there it'd be 315 they'd be like hey bro what you been doing this whole time like coach i've been running i promise no you ain't been doing nothing because you're supposed to come in the 305 and it's a whole ordeal man because when i was with the niners they didn't have an assigned weight they was just like as long as you come in here you make plays like we don't really care so <laughs> going to the Bears, they was finding people. I was like, what is this? But well, I got underway. And coming in, like I said, coming in, you clearly come in with the energy. You come in with the – and we've had some guys on like Ryan Mundy. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, he knows all about Spice Adams and, and has, has been, you know, been around you, but, you know, not as a teammate. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've had Ryan Clark on that brings Spice up. We've had Nate Burleson that brings it up. What is it about you when you walk into a locker room that you just can't be a normal human being? Like, what is it? I'm just high energy, man. I like people around me to have a good time. Um, you know, football is a rough sport, and you got to be able to, you know, laugh to keep from crying, man. So I always was doing a bunch. You know, Ryan, I always doing a bunch of stupid stuff, man having people laugh and people like having me around because they know like it's not I'm not fake like I'm just I just keep it real man I just like to have a good time I was with some young boys today um I volunteer coach at my son's high school and it was just the energy on the sideline was dead I say man is this football or funeral like come on man like get hype like you know what I'm saying like this is gonna be the this is the most exciting time in your life high school football you ain't got to worry about no bills you ain't got to worry about no taxes. You ain't got to worry about kids, True. like nothing, bro. So live your life, man. Have fun. Y'all should be so obnoxious on this sideline. Like, it should be ridiculous. So, uh, but that's just the type of energy that I have and I bring all the time. But you already I mean, know that. Yeah, I worked out with you a couple of times. And I, like, I, I, we couldn't have been teammates too long. Like, it was hard man. enough dealing with you working out. Like, you're annoying. <laughs> You are. I, I had a like, workout just now, Ron. I do not recommend, bro. It it was so miserable. But I like putting myself through misery when I work. It was 104 degrees yeah. in my garage. I just had some snacks, so I had <laughs> I had some prunes. I had some nice uh, vegetarian Who eats prunes, man. They're good for you. What type of person buys? prunes on purpose they're good for you i have raisins uh, prunes i got some kombucha i have some pasta who prunes are you good. man they're who good are you they're we used to eat you. coney island now you, yeah i don't know you're buying no prunes i'm buying prunes i'm having caesar salad tomorrow oh. for lunch that's the thing 
Best Buy. I'm doing a commercial, and they asked me to say, "Hey, what, 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 what would you like for lunch?" I'm like, "Man, Caesar salad." Like, I'm not doing like a like a submarine you sandwich change. and all that. No, you give change. me a Caesar salad. I'll take an you used apple. To get, you used to get a bacon water double chili yep, cheeseburger. I, I did with chili cheese fries and I chili cheese sprite. I haven't had a bacon cheeseburger in like four years. You used to order a chili cheese sprite. Okay, no, chill out. <laughs> That was you. That was you. But I haven't had red meat. I, I'm I just, put you know, chili cheese on everything. I'm, I'm just trying to live long. But Spice, man, you, you brought up something, man, that I want to talk about, uh, especially because uh, I know how important kids are in sports. Mm. And I don't have sons, so I don't have to worry about the world of football. But you have a son now in the sport. Really yeah. good athlete. Uh, kind of a clown sometimes. I love him. My little nephew. Um, <laughs> love to to hear his stories. Love to hear his stories. But you have a son in football, man. Like as a because you see a lot of football players make the kind of like I don't know if I'm gonna let my son play football. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You let your son make his own decisions and kind of yeah. go out there and love it. So what is that like as a dad watching him go through what you know is coming? I'm kind of torn, man, because. Ultimately, I don't really want him to play, but at the same time, I want him to live out his dream. Like mm-hmm. he he loves the game, and who am I to deprive him of that? When yeah. I got that experience, I understand like all the life lessons that football has taught me. Um, I'm I'm grateful to have played the sport and get paid for it, and um, you know it afforded me you know the house that I live in, and it. It, I don't know, like I'm torn, bro. I, I don't want him to play, but at the same time, I want him to make a decision for himself to play. And of course, he going to a sophomore year. But here's the thing: in order for him to play, he also has to do track and field, and he has to do wrestling. And so okay. that's the criteria because it, it's just everything that you're gonna do on the football field. Like you have to be explosive. So that's right. where the shot put comes in. You gotta wrestle with. 330 pounders like you got to do that so that's where the wrestling comes in at and we're up north whereas if you were in florida or or you were in california or you in texas you're going all year round right so up here you can't do football all year round so what do you have to do you got to wrestle you got to run tracks Mm -hmm. and that's just what the deal is man like it's it's different rules out here man and so in order to get the uh some type of edge you got to go all out in wrestling. You got to go all out in track and field. And then we were watching the draft, and I was telling them every person that got drafted, they had, like, interesting facts. And all the interesting facts were, oh, this guy was uh, the number one in the state in the hurdles. Yep. This guy was number one in the state at shot put. This guy was number three in the state at, at wrestling. Yep. And I'm like, do you see that? They checking to see what you did in high school, too, other than football. So – you know, I just let them know that it's important that you do other sports as well. And being out there as a coach, because I remember my dad oh, played damn. football, Super Bowl so champion, many memories, dog. came back out there, and he was probably in your situation, uh, knows a ton about the game, but doesn't want to step <clears throat> on coaches' toes. Yes. How how much do you try to, like, not tell a coach they're wrong, maybe in a the technique they're trying to teach the D-line? Oh, man, that is a great question, dog. Like, because I feel like how your dad did. I know exactly how your dad felt now, dude. Because you don't want to, 
You remember on Fire Heartbeats where <laughs> the guy was playing the piano and he was messing and he up. He took it from him. Oh, yeah. He was looking at him like, no, this is how you're supposed to play it. Sometimes I'd be feeling <laughs> like that. But it's like, I don't want to step on no toes. And I'm really passionate about the game and especially D-line play. So I don't want to, you know, ruffle no feathers or nothing like that, man. But, you know, I always make sure I pull kids to the side and say, hey, man, shoot your hands. Shed the guy, go make the tackle. Don't try to make a tackle with a guy still on you. You got to right. shed the guy. So, you know, I try to give them little tips um, along the way. So, but I know exactly how your dad was feeling. And <laughs> your dad was so cool, man. He's the only person I allowed to take my ankles because, you know, Coach Reynolds was trying to save money. So he'd be trying to tape your, try to save the tape. And tape your ankles all tight, and it's like, fam, I can't even move. I can't put my socks on to put my cleats on. Like, oh yeah, my circulate, my feet are purple. That's a problem. <laughs> Remember the guy's foot in big trouble in Little China? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, man. Like, like everybody <laughs> don't know how to tape. You know what I mean? Like oh, everybody see it. But they understand, and that's the same thing. Like in the training room, I was the same way in college. Like I had to go to the same trainer, yes, for four years because I just didn't know who was gonna tape them right. And then once I found one trainer, he was my guy. I'm like, yes. and he wasn't the head trainer; it was like our assistant guy, Mike Purcell. I'll never forget. I was like, yep. Mike, going forward, bruh. Like, you and then and the best, is. the best thing was when I became the guy. Like I remember my sophomore, junior year when they were like, like I was with the vets. I was able to skip mm -hmm. the line. I was able to get my tape done. Cause like, I got to be out there for warmups, man. And he would let me skip the line. That was the best. Cause I'm like, I got to go to, cause you know that you hate sitting and you got like five dudes in front of you. And then you're looking at the clock, like, Oh, we got to be out there, man. Like, come on, man. And so, yeah, yes. so I, he was sending them younger dudes down to like the, the, the assistant GAs and all that. Yep. And then he took care of pay me, your but, dues, young buck. But yeah, Ren, man, Reynolds didn't know a lot of stuff, man. And he, he didn't, he knew what he knew. You know what I mean? Like he knew what he knew. <laughs> which was he was a good football head. He was a good, he was a good yeah. speech guy. Yeah. But uh he didn't know much past that, man. One thing I don't think we've ever talked about on here, man, or even really talked about, and I wanted to ask you this one. You have little Anthony, uh, but your dad, man, like you you had to go through a lot of high school and college um with limited contact with your dad. But yeah. when you finally, like, how did you navigate? Because I've seen videos, like our boy Will, you know, Bradford has sent us videos of, like, people talking about, like, man, black men wasn't taught how to be husbands and sons and brothers and, you know, fathers, man. We was just taught to live and work. Mm -hmm. How did you kind of figure that out, man? Like, because you, you're a great father. You're a great husband. You're a great friend. Uh, you're not a knucklehead. You know, you you weren't a guy. Because Ryan Mundy, I had him on the show yesterday, and Ryan Mundy, I joked about, like, not going to Michigan and why I didn't go to Michigan. And uh, he was like, so were you scared? I'm like, no, nah, I wasn't scared, man. I was like, I knew I had to get away from Detroit. Yeah. But it wasn't because of guys like you. And he brought up a name, too, man. He brought up Shazar. That's why, like, yeah. if, if people would want to, you know, like, I'm going to have to send that over to Brian and Will. Like, he brought up Ernest <laughs> Shazar. Or, uh, uh, yeah, Ernie. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask him about Carl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he brought brother. up Ernie. But when you talk about like how you've learned to be a father and then your father, you know, you guys have a great relationship now, you know, you're able to have mm -hmm. contact with them now. Um, but how was that man? Like navigating, trying to figure out how to be a man 
and, and a father, you know, without, you know, with limited, I guess, you know, options in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't grow up with my dad in the house, but I did have father figures that I looked up to and uh, took a lot of notes from them. And then I just did the opposite of how I felt growing up. Like, you know, I never saw my dad at any of the practices, never saw mm-hmm. my dad at any of the games. So now I'm at every practice. I'm at mm-hmm. every game. I'm at, you know, every recital. Uh, that my, my daughter plays the violin. I haven't missed a, a, a musical that she's had. I haven't missed her being in a band. I haven't missed my girls be doing water polo. My girls do fencing, like all that stuff. I'm there for everything. I'm supporting. Um, I'm a shoulder to cry on. I'm somebody to talk to. So I'm giving them everything that I never got. So I think um, the way that I combat that is I just do the opposite of what I felt growing up. And that was like, you know, he was never there for any of that. And, um, you know, I don't, you know, pass judgment on him. Like he made a mistake and he paid mm-hmm. the price for it. Yeah. And, you know, now he's out. And, you know, instead of meeting him with a lot of hate and a lot of resentment, you know, I met him with a lot of love man. I got him yeah. a car, got him, you know, a laptop and got him off his feet, bought him some suits and stuff like that, man. Now this guy worked for Ford from five to five graveyard. So he's in the union. Yeah. So like he's doing this thing, man. I'm proud of him. Super proud of him, man. But, you know, growing up, I was deprived of a lot of things that I give to my kids as a standard. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that was just I, I, I'm singing to the choir to a lot of people out there who grew up in single parent homes. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I thought it was important that my mom really didn't badmouth my dad like that. So I didn't resent him as I got older because yeah. I would have been filled with a lot of hate. So um, I appreciate my mom for you know, raising me the way that she did. Yeah, man, that's super dope, man. Because, yeah, I know a lot of people, um, you know, everybody's got different paths and different ways of doing stuff, man. But, mm-hmm. you know, I know that was the one cool thing, man, growing up with you. This is I real think- talk, man. We should get, like, an <laughs> Emmy or something for this, man. Like, we think- having a very serious – we haven't had a serious conversation like this in a while. Like, you already know these things about me. Yeah, like, man, you- but I wanted to I wanted to let you tell, tell it, man, because yeah. uh, I-, I talked to Ryan Clark and um, – and one thing, man, he he kind of like really it, he so is proud of Ryan, big time, bro. big time. Like Ryan and I text it. every once in a while. Like he gives me ideas for my show. Mm-hmm. I kind of ask him, like, hey man, I saw y'all do this. Uh shout out to Ryan Clark because I know we're doing something this year with the Vikings uh during training camp. Thanks to Ryan Clark's idea. So I'm I'm trying to run with it. Uh, I don't know if I'll do it any justice, but I'm gonna do it the best I can. Um <laughs> <laughs> but but this is what that what Ryan, man, he kind of reminded me, man. He's like, man, um, He's like, you know, the one thing, because like I went on the Pat McAfee show a couple of times, love Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. And uh, even that, you know, people was Proud like, Pat too, man. People was like, man, like the one thing I noticed is when you go on Pat McAfee, man, you're you, but you're you're honest and you're not bashing people like some people try to do. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but you also show love. Like I show love to Pac-Man. Like I told Pac-Man right away, like, man, like I don't care what people say about Pac-Man Jones. I was like, bruh, like you did your thing. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, years. like you, you could, you people could say whatever they want. They could judge off the field. But I was like, bro, you was a real. And so he sent me a little message after, and then he tweeted a couple stuff. Me and him been going back and forth now on Instagram and Twitter. But I'm like, man, like I, I appreciated Ryan Clark saying that. Like, man, like you, you went out on a limb doing mm-hmm. X, Y, Z, and blah, blah. Man, we out here doing it. And so that's what I want to say to you, man. Like, like you inspire me every day, man. Like every time I see you do something. 
I'm like, man, that's dope. Like, it's pushing me because I know some people. Hey, man, what you trying to do on this show, bro? You trying to Roy Firestone somebody out here, some, man? Some people, Not man. Not going to cry, Roy. <laughs> Not going to cry, Roy. No, nah, man, some Roy people Firestone. get, like, resentment for their friends. You know what I mean? When their friends make it and yeah. they don't, they yep. hate it. For me, mm -hmm. I'm wearing a shirt. You know what I mean? Like, I wore yeah, this on the Vikings never been like that. show. We I'm wearing this on the Vikings like show, man. We like celebrated each other's wins. Right. Bro. I was so happy for you when you went to Minnesota, bro. <laughs> Even though I wanted you to come to Penn State with me, bro. It just I know. I look back on it, too. I kind of wish I went to Penn State just a little bit. Fam, not going to lie, fam. man. Listen, listen. Yeah, I had you, fam. <laughs> Do you remember chemistry class? I, man, I got you kicked out of chemistry class so many times. Numerous times. Numerous Dude, times. Do you know what happened? I wouldn't have took no classes with you. I wouldn't have taken no classes with Bruh, you. Bruh, I would have made sure you had a class with me. I, I wouldn't have taken no classes with you. There's Listen, no way. I, I would have went you. to the counselor and I'd be like, I can't have a class with him. There's no I way. I promise you. I like, I'll take the I class. Sure, I got a class. But I'm not you. taking it. If he's at eight, give me the 10. Like, I'm not I'm not going to the I same class. I wouldn't have. that class and signed up with <laughs> But, man, like, let me, let me say, what I'm saying is, man, like, you know, wearing apparel, wearing a like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the one thing, man, that I don't think people understand is athletes. And Ryan Mundy, I love what he said today uh, or yesterday. Ryan Mundy's big thing was mental health and the black community. You know, mm -hmm. it's so often we don't talk about little stuff or we don't we don't show love to each other. You know what I mean? Blah blah. Yeah. Like, you know, and I saw Nate Burleson say that to uh to um your boy. Brian Brandon Marshall, the receiver for for the, yeah. for the you know Bears. He's like, man, you know, you got to say. And then I found an old video, man. I don't know if you remember this from the Super Bowl. Me, you, and Nate Burleson. It's an old video. Like y'all was freestyling. It was horrible, uh, but y'all was freestyling. And then after, man, it was like a cool moment of us <laughs> all kind of laughing and hugging. And he's like, man, I love y'all, man. You know, like little yeah. stuff like that. Like I forget about. But was I'm that like, Minnesota? Uh, it was in Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was you and Nate. Me, you and Nate were on the radio. Because me and you jumped on like the Big Ten something. And Nate jumped on. Yeah. And then he was freestyling to the mic. <laughs> I remember that. But I got, but somebody, I don't know who had my phone, but they took the video of us. Mm -hmm. It like, man. And so when I look at those memories, man, I'm like, dude, we are, we are doing like we're living a dream yeah. of being on TV playing football so when you look at your kids man a couple quick one quick one i guess before we get out of here because we got to get to the daily three that's three questions three minutes each thank you to uh fan duel thank you to xm radio loving the sxm radio app if you guys want to hear spice more make sure you check out the series xm app you can just download and uh search locked on sports minnesota and then the ron johnson show will pop up but spice hold up man. hold on hold. you got you got ads now oh yeah man we got them <laughs> what, what? What is going on here? Oh, yeah, man. We we got we got bird dogs. Yeah, we got, got FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports book of Locked On and the Ron Johnson Show. Uh, you know, we 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 got uh I mean hey, we got, we got time. talk your we talk. got Sirius XM out Name there. Love Sirius XM by the way. Uh I big partner. Sam too. Sam does the commercials though. I just do the intro read. Sam I one six six. Sam does the commercials. Buffalo Grove. He has it all. He has it all. <laughs> and everybody knows my fan duel hit though y'all know that everybody that's been following me in my fan duel my my, my start out uh and please believe i'm betting on the bears vikings but my start out i got the uh, nuggets over the lakers man i hit it mm. uh five and a half points i took it fan duel appreciate you it. uh love loved it man it. appreciate you guys but spice man when you when you think about your legacy and your kids 
Who do you think has like the comedian gene? Because like you know, you look at the Wayans brothers, and they yeah. all are in movies. Like I know, I know Lil Spice. I've seen him. He's an athlete. Like he's a wrestler. He's a better yeah. athlete than you. Like he's a wrestler. He's a hooper. Uh, <laughs> you know, you was just you was brute strength. You was just brute power and strength. Like he's an athlete. Um, but when you look at your daughters and your son, I don't know if Lil Ant got a got a you know sense of humor. But who could you see carrying on like the comedic gene? Um, you know what? Amaya, my 12-year-old, she okay. likes to crack a lot of dad jokes. But I think hitting the stage is a little different. So I think Ayana, my 10-year-old, she might be better suited to stepping on the stage because she absolutely does not care what you have to say about her at all. <laughs> like she don't care. Like so. You know, she'll look a heckler right in their eyes and like go off on them. So <laughs> I think like she she'd be she more be one. Oh yeah, yeah. And she's funny and she's like quirky and she does little things where I'm supposed to be upset, but I end up like busting out laughing in front of her because she she just makes me laugh, dude. Like she's Ayana, the the baby, she's the one. She's and you got uh and we had you and Lauren screen screeding. Screen there you go. Screen screen right. Screen No, the end. The end like should be there though. It should the be end. an end. It should at be a end. screened in. Screened in sounds no, more it's like the, it's at the end. Uh, what, wait, wait, and what is her? What is her married name too? That was yeah. funny too. Uh, off air. <laughs> it's gonna be too many jokes. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell it to you off air. She told <laughs> me on the show last time it was just her. I forgot already though. Mm. Is it? It's not dicks, is it? No, it's not. It's uh, something we'll discuss uh, off air. Because <laughs> she said it last time she was on. I I'm going like, to text it to you because I'm, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to text it to you. You are immature. I am. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but when you think about um, you and Lauren Screeden, and I'm going to get her maiden name in, or her married name in a minute. Hohe? Hoey. Oh, it is Hoey. Yeah, yeah, Lauren Hoey. I remember that. She was uh uh that reminds me of uh I don't know if you saw when Desmond Howard and them had uh the dude from uh the little the little Asian comedian when his wife's name is like Oh yes, yeah, her uh, name is Ho Tran. Um Dr. Uh yeah, his his name. Name. Leslie doctor. Chow, though. Dr. Leslie Ken, Chow. Right? Yeah, that maybe Dr. Ken, right? Ken. I call him Leslie Chow. Uh, from from uh, but yeah, he was like, he was like, shout out to whatever you complete me whole. Uh, that's her name. Relax. That's her name. <laughs> her name's like Tran Ho or so. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, Lauren Hoey. So anyway, you and Lauren Hoey, you guys have your uh your shows coming up, man. And last quick yeah. before we get out of here, Bears inside the Bears. You and Lauren Screeden, uh, or Lauren Hoey for those that know her, um. What like what are you looking forward to this season with her and like athletes? Or is there anything like that you're really like, man, I can't wait till we shoot this? Um, just anything with with the players, man. It, it's always good to see them, um, you know, doing things in the community for their foundations. And um, but I just like interacting with people, yeah. and especially with Lauren. Like we we've been doing this now for eight seasons. Yeah. So uh, we just we just always have a good time when we're together. 
And, um, you know, I just like interacting with the fellas, like just doing quirky things like, um, you know, big guys in the bins where they right. got like a, a, a bins and we'll just have a conversation just driving around for 15 minutes. So um, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy just being at we've been in like jewel Osco's and grocery stores just clowning each other. And like we, we always have a good time when we get together, man. So like I said, man, it's been eight seasons and I've done it for 10 seasons. You know, when you retire, you don't know what you're going to do next. And the Bears offered me a job and I've been doing it now for 10 years, man. So yeah, I'm just grateful, man. I'm grateful for the opportunity. And I'm also grateful that I get to work with a lot of cool people, man. No, man, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I I watch your show. I steal your ideas. And then I run them <laughs> over to the Vikings. No, nah, you don't steal nothing, man. We so are I, doing what everybody else has done already, man. We so I, I appreciate you, man. But, yeah, no, definitely I uh, my, myself and uh, – a Vikings gal um, this year we're, we're, we're trying to work on. So I told her, I was like, man, cause she gave me her idea. And I'm like, man, like spice and Lauren do that for the bears. I'm like, and so she yeah. pitched it to the Vikings. So we'll see. I know training camps coming. We're going to shoot our, you know, kind of shoot a test one to see how it goes and see if our personalities can click. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see how it goes from there. And you know, how it is, man, like it, it only takes like having fun and enjoying it, but I've learned a lot from you and Lauren, uh, Cause I've never had a female co-host. I've always had Hobie. It'll be like Sam inside uh, stuff, but for the Minnesota Vikings. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So I forgot what we're. I can't say what we're calling it because it. We get we got the sponsors out there. We're working on that, and you know we can't. Yeah. Shout we can't out to all the sponsors. It. Shout Cheers out to them. them. I got I got one of the business cards right here. I'm not gonna say it, <laughs> but I will say a car is involved in one of them. So I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> Uh, I told him, I was like, dude, I will drive to the dealership every Saturday before the Sunday games if you need me to drive the car to the stadium. So, And your tailor-made so, suit. And my tailor-made suit. So we're working on that. But, man, Spice, you know I could talk to you. For, like, for those that don't know, man, me and Spice, we'll get on FaceTime, and then oh, we'll just man. end up talking for, like, three hours about absolutely nothing. His wife is a hater. She jumps on. <laughs> she just hey, wants hey, to see, hate on everything I do. Ron said you're a hater. <laughs> She hates on I'm, everything. I'm on his show right now. I'm on she Ron's hates on show. everything. Is she going to jump on? Because she. Hey, Ron said he want to see you. She hates on everything I do. Um, but she went to high school with us. Uh, she was a year ahead of us. Um, and then she flunked. And so then she ended up. <laughs> hey, babe, he said you flunked. You got to get in here now. He said. <laughs> <laughs> he said. He said you flunked. Hello, friend. You gotta get in. Um, you gotta get in the camera. See, she she she's a special person. She doesn't know how cameras work sometimes. But this is Andonika Adams. Uh, as I say, as I sign off, I was just saying how me and Spice could talk for hours. How much you and, love me? Uh, you're a hater. Um, and then me and Spice will be having a conversation, and Andonika jumps in it, and uh, she's a hater. I want to thank you guys for listening. But coming up next, friends are for we got three questions. Three minutes. You know what it is. It's the Daily Three. That's coming up next. Well, man, I, I always love talking to Spice. I got to talk to Spice for like another hour, man. We we actually did end up talking after uh, the episode as well. He and I, we we, we connect all the time after. So uh, it's, it's always fun to connect with Spice. But remember, people, SXM, proud partner of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Uh, you just have to download the SXM app, whichever market you have, uh, Android or iTunes. You can catch every pitch of the Twins hometown broadcast just by going on the app and searching Twins 
840 tonight is the first pitch. The Twins are 1-1 one one right now in the series versus the Mariners. And they have a one-and-a-half game lead over the Guardians. So the Guardians are giving them a gift. So make sure you check out every pitch of the Twins' hometown broadcast with the SXM app. Just search Twins. Well, it's now time for the Daily Three. Man, we spent a lot of time with Spice. So I'm going I'm to go quick with these today, man. 30 seconds. Take it away, Sam. Allegations continue to mount against Northwestern football and Pat Fitzgerald of a culture involving hazing, sexual hazing, weird stuff, and racism as well. Serious allegations. Um, Ron, we'll debate these allegations forever. It's kind of a he said, he said sometimes. Some think it's true. Some think it's, it's overblown. But do you believe this program is going to be able to recover from this setback now without Fitzgerald and the conference getting bigger and better and stronger every year? I think you hit the nail on the head with the bigger and better. The fact that the conference is growing, uh, the Big Ten can't kick Northwestern out for something like this because it, it doesn't affect every – it'll affect every sport. But I will say this is definitely a black eye on the football program when kids are looking like, am I going to commit? One, you don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to get, like, the death penalty where they can't go to a bowl game or something? They're going to lose uh, scholarships because there's all kinds of things that happen with this. So it, it's going to be tough for – and they were 1-11 anyway already. Uh, the transfer portal is open, so I, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for Northwestern to overcome this one. All right, next on the list, another college sports topic. The NCAA is considering expansion of the March Madness Tournament. It's currently at 68 teams, if you include the play-in round. Uh, would this be good or bad for college basketball to expand that tournament? Have you seen that commercial where people are in a restaurant? I'm not going to say who because they're not a sponsor, but then everybody hits that button because they want more sports. I don't see a problem with this. NCAA basketball is one of the most exciting games and weeks, like two or, two or three weeks of the year when March Madness happens. So them making it maybe 70, maybe 80 teams where there's a bunch of play-in games, like for that 12, 13, 14, and 15, and 16 spots. Uh, so instead of you just getting a 16, you got to play your way in for 16, 15, 14, 13, and 12. Hey, why not? Why not add more basketball to it? So, but at the end of the day, to be honest, I don't know how many people actually watch the playing games unless it's like, like I watched the Miami verse. I forgot who they're playing because I want to see how good they were going to be. Um, but like, you know, nothing against William and Mary or, you know, St. Joe's and some of those a lot of people are watching those, like those Mountain West and some of those play-ins. But if you put some big mid or some big major D ones up against each other for the play-in, like Minnesota gets a chance to play in, and they have to go against like West Virginia. Oh, I'm watching. So yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah, you think it's hard to fill out your bracket perfectly now? Imagine if that was a 96 team tournament. How hard well, hopefully the, bracket the brackets would wouldn't start until 64. Like you just add to the tournament at the beginning, and then maybe bracket actually bracketology won't start until 64 been named. I hope that's how they would keep doing it. Yeah, I I agree with you there. But yeah, expand the playing round. That's fun. That's fine. Uh, all right, last one. Byron Buxton is under fire right now. You know, Carlos Correa, he's he's heated up a little bit. Maybe uh, the eyeballs are off him a tad, but Byron Buxton is in a slump. He's got six years left on his $100 million contract, and uh, people are calling him for to be benched potentially or maybe even put on the injured list for a while with his average below 200 right now. How would you handle a struggling yet very expensive player you, who you've committed to like Byron Buxton. Uh, that's tough. I mean, I don't know the rules. Like if they send them down to AAA, how quick can they bring them back up? 
Uh, but yeah, maybe he needs to change the scenery. Maybe he does need to go on on the uh, the injury list for a little bit just to get his mind right. Because hitting and and when you're a pro, this is the thing. When I, when we know what a guy can do, we've seen him hit bombs. We've seen him hit like consistently. Some stuff becomes mental when they overthink it. So yeah, maybe a change of scenery or just a change maybe gets his mind flipped back to where he's at. Because uh, you know it's not that he can't do it or doesn't have the physical tools to do it or the ability to do it. It's got to be here. So I'd say a change of scenery might not be a bad idea, especially the fact that they have a one and a half game lead. Maybe let's you know ten days. Let's go to the t- ten day DL list. Just get them down for ten days, especially if you know it's ten days of teams you can take care of without them anyway, and his bat's not helping you anyway. Maybe a change will help him bring them back, and then he's he's off like gangbusters. But that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know, Sam. Do you have an idea? Boy, it is it is tough because you you can't give up on him. I mean, you've committed so much. Six years left on a hundred yeah, million dollar deal. Same with Correa, six years, hundred more than a hundred million dollars. So you got to stick with these guys to some extent. You got to coach them up. Got to keep their confidence up. Um, and if they're playing through injury, yeah, that makes it tough. It might an an injured list stint might not be the worst thing in the world. Right, and that's what I wonder: is he playing through an injury that he you know is not truly disclosed? Like they just call it soreness, but it's something else. You never know. But enjoy the show today. Enjoy Spice Adams. People, please remember to like, subscribe, share, get leave a comment on social media, on YouTube. We love to interact with you guys. And remember, if you want endless Vikings talk with local experts, just make sure you subscribe. Go to YouTube, Spotify, iHeartMedia app. Uh, you can go to iTunes. You can also go to the Roku or Amazon Fire devices on your TVs. You can download Locked On Sports Minnesota. You can get all of our videos, all of our shows right there on your TV. But I'm Ron Johnson, SM Ekstrom. I want to thank you guys and have a great day.